The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to Jesus said to his disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like a net thrown into the sea, which collects fish of every kind. When it is full, they haul it ashore and sit down to put what is good into buckets. What is bad, they throw away. Thus it will be at the end of the age. The angels will go out and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into a fiery furnace where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Do you understand all these things? They answered, yes. And he replied, then every scribe who has been instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like the head of a household who brings from his storeroom both the old and the new. When Jesus finished these parables, he went away from there. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So I wanted to say um, a few things that, that connect for us. Uh, and one is, one is the saint, St. Dominic, today's uh, feast day. But also that curious reading that we heard in Exodus. Did you listen to that reading? What was being described there? God was asking the people to build something. Really a tent, like a kind of elaborate tent. And that's what the word tabernacle means. See that thing right there? We call that a tabernacle. It's where God has desired to pitch his tent, which means someone's in there. <laughs> someone's, someone's in this place, you know? Um, and therefore, when we know someone is there, we, do, we go expectant because it's, it's like picking up the phone and you know someone's on the other end of the line. Um, it's not a dead end. We're not alone here. Um, this is the logic of, of us in our faith. You know, we believe in God. Okay, lots of people believe in God. But we believe in a God who is very, very close to us. Like God desires to pitch his tent where we are so that he's literally visiting and walking with us. He's on pilgrimage with us. And therefore, when we find that, when we experience it, we say what we said in the psalm. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord. Even if it's a pretty humble dwelling place, the dwelling is not really the point. The dweller is the point. It's like I've discovered my God is with me, and it's a beautiful thing. It gives us peace and strength, especially at the worst of times. Um, I'm sure you know that your community has suffered some heavy blows and, and is grieving. Well, this chapel has always been here, but of late it's been quite full, you know, with people streaming in and out of their own will, uh, of their own, no one's asking them to come here, but they'll come and they'll sit oftentimes in silence for half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour. That's some good prayer. Why are they doing that? Because how lovely is your dwelling place? They've, there's something deep in us that knows, yeah, when I come here, I'm with the one who's dwelling with me. And it does give peace. This is a dwelling for God now. Uh, to make it even more amazing, God desires not just buildings and stuff. Actually, God is building something far better out of you. You know, when we come together, we are the church, which means we become the tent. We become the tabernacle where God dwells. It's beautiful, isn't it? Now, I'll say one more thing, because this is worth noting, and it, and it gets us to the topic of sainthood, which, by the way, as I've often said, and you might be sick of me saying it, we're all called to. Every single one of us is meant to be a saint at the end of our journey. And on the way, you know, it's, it happens slowly. 
doesn't always happen in a linear fashion. Sometimes we go a bit like that. Maybe I'm just speaking about myself here. But, um, but God is making us holy so that when people see us, they recognize someone is dwelling with them. Someone is transfigured, if you like, the way they look and sound and speak and think. and They've become holy, really, literally. Uh, they've become something raised uh, above the normal in a way, even though they're just exactly who they were before. Imagine this for a second. Imagine we have um, a tabernacle here, which we do, and it's this beautiful gold um, thing with you know beautiful uh, carvings and all this kind of stuff. That says something, doesn't it? It's like, that's precious. Whatever's inside it must be more precious, right? That logic follows. Imagine if um, we came back tomorrow and the tabernacle was gone because they had to fix it. And so there was like, you know, a, just a cardboard box that we kept the Eucharist in. And it's like, yeah, we're just, that's just there for now. Suddenly, the, like, in a way it doesn't matter, but in, a, in another way it does matter, doesn't it? Because you think, no, he deserves, <laughs> he deserves more than that. He deserves the best tent. He deserves the best tabernacle. You see what I'm saying? Okay, if that's the logic, then there's a consolation and a challenge. The consolation is this. You are not alone. Ever. There is always one who is dwelling with you, and that's God which means you are a tabernacle. That's consoling, isn't it? It's like, whew, that gives peace. But then there's the challenge. What kind of tabernacle do we wish to be? Do we want to be holy? Or do we want to be just like a kind of cardboard box that, yeah, God happens to be in there? See what I'm saying? Because one participates with the one who's with us, and one is sort of just dragged along uh, almost against its will. That parable that Jesus gives there of the dragnet, it's the last of his parables about the kingdom of God. He says it's like a pearl of great price. It's like a mustard seed. It's like seeds scattered on all sorts of soil, etc., etc. All these different images of the kingdom budding forth in our lives, in our midst. This one finishes last. And I think it's beautiful because it's so grand. It's like the kingdom of God is like a net thrown into the ocean and it catches all sorts of stuff. Like everything. Think of all the people we might think, oh yeah, no, nah, they're not religious. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not interested in God. They're not even living a good life. Yeah, no, I'm not interested in that stuff. All of those people, guess what? They're caught up in the net. <laughs> you can't escape this net. It's coming for you. It's cast by God. Uh, the net is Jesus and the Holy Spirit themselves. And he gathers you up. Which means we might find Jesus in our infancy, or we might find him as kids, or we might find him later in life, or we might find him just before you know, we're on the verge of death. But the point is, Jesus is looking for you, whether or not you're looking for him. And he will gather you up, and you will have this encounter with him, where he separates you know, all that is toxic in your life, all that is um, antithetical to him, and he says, do you want to be with me after all? Because I want to be with you. I want you to dwell with me for eternity, as I have dwelled with you for all time. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord, mighty God.